And that is the beginning of the podcast. I thought it'd be funnier. <laughs> I thought it'd be funnier if I just you. You're supposed to go into the. See, but it's not as funny then. If we're just constantly doing the like. The base. Well, my favorite, I guess that's it. My that's, favorite meme lately has been a compilation of skull, um, like ornaments on cars, and bats at the bone playing, but it's playing out of sync or it's interrupted or comes in late. It's the funniest thing. No, 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 just the But then I'll have to send it to you later. It's so. Funny. It's like all of those YouTube videos with like where the song never starts. The song it's, never no, it's starts. literally just like that. It's so funny. We're getting started now. Yeah, somebody send us an intro song. Anyway, that's it, guys. Uh, we, we're just going at this moment in time. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Pontification Station. Pontification Station. That's right. We got Javier, Steven, and me, myself. I am Angel most of the time. Um, and we are here. We're ready. What are we ready for? I don't know yet, but we're, we're ready here. for pontificating. Duh. We are going to pontificate. It's in the today. name of the podcast. I think you are correct. And today we're going to pontificate about three things that we found this week that we thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, who should go first? Let's see. You look like you're raising your hand. Me? Yeah, your character I looks like he's raising right his hand. Uh, but you know oh, what? Hold on. I, I'll go ahead and I'll oh, yeah. go first. I went first last time. So yeah, 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 yeah. Bit. I, I'll I'll go first this time. Um, let's see here. My interesting fact for this week is, at least it was interesting to me, Kingdom Hearts Two was the last performance by Mr. Miyagi. Good old Pat Morita. 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 Morita Morita. Morita Morita. Yeah, him. Mr. Miyagi. Um, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 was the last thing he, he voiced, acted on, uh, did anything, unfortunately, before he passed. So I thought that was wild. I didn't even I didn't even realize he was on there. <laughs> Which is all Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, so he was playing as the Emperor. Yeah, he was China. the Emperor like of the Emperor. Land of Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's exactly what he was. His last role was Kingdom Hearts. That's it. I mean, hell, if you think about it, um, wasn't that Leonard Nimoy is also one of his last projects? Who did he play again in um, well? uh, in Kingdom Hearts Two? Who? Mr. Miyagi, Miyagi? Yeah. the Emperor. He was the you Emperor in the, the Land of the, the Dragons Mulan world. Oh, the world. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, thank you. Um. Yeah, it, it uh, actually it was really interesting. You say you say Leonard Nimoy, um, he was the first uh, master. Um, mm. Was that? What no, he, he uh, Leonard Nimoy is uh, Xehanort. Yeah, he was Master Xehanort. Uh, yeah, and then when he passed away, it was really funny. He 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 liked sci-fi people because then after that he went after Blade Runner's. Uh, I think it was Roger or Rugger, uh, was his name. And then, mm. uh, he, he passed away, 
And uh, here's hoping that uh, Christopher Lloyd is going to be okay. Because then after that, Christopher Lloyd took over the part. So those are the three characters, the, the three people that actually play that character. Christopher Lloyd is getting old. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, he was kind of born old, but like now it's actually... Oh, wait, time is actually a factor right now. <laughs> he was, so he actually is getting old. He did look old. It's like um, Clint Eastwood. I always thought mm-hmm. it was really funny because people were like, oh, he's not getting older. I was like, that's because he looked like he was 70 when he was like 30 years old. The guy always looked like he was in his 70s, you know? Um, if you look at the Dirty Harry movies, he looked old way back then. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. fair. But, uh, yeah, so, so those man. are characters. I also found some other interesting uh, people, other than the obvious ones. Uh, but at least these were not so obvious to me as I was just kind of looking through this stuff. Uh, Lance from Sync. Oh, I had no idea. He voiced. He voiced uh, uh, Seraphot. Um, I can't even talk today. Sephiroth. He actually was the voice for Sephiroth on the very first one. There's a couple of these guys who did the voice on the first, and then just didn't do it again later on. Uh, Lance was one of them. Weird too, because you know Justin McCartney is also Roxas. So like they had just have boy boy wonders boy bands. But I think he stayed with it. Lance just showed up for Kingdom yeah, he Hearts did. for the first one, and then like after that he took off. Like, <laughs> I don't know what yeah, happened, he but of, he did Sephiroth, and then he, he was done. He happened to be at the studio for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Lance, um, come over here, read these lines real quick. Another one was, uh, and I always miss this guy's last name, but David Borianas. Is that what his name is? Yeah. The guy from Angel and Buffy, if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Squall. The Lionheart. Yep. And then uh, let's see who else we had here. Oh, Sean Austin. He was Hercules. 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 And um, the interesting thing about that one was, um, you know, obviously he did Goonies and he did Rudy, but he ended up doing Hercules like between takes uh, of Lord of the Rings because he was doing Lord of the Rings at the time. So. In between the takes of Lord of the Rings, he he took some time off to go ahead and <laughs> and get some Kingdom Hearts done. I like how you named two of the things that he's done, which two they are two um uh, like important things that he's done. Yeah, those. Are but the... they're also not Lord of the Rings. It just surprised me that you um uh, named. You, you always name the two that aren't Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, I, I mention... You always mention Goonies, and you always mention Rudy. Rudy. The only reason I didn't mention Lord of the Rings in well, there is hey. because I was going to bring it back to the fact that he recorded it between Lord of the Rings. It's just weird that your brain always goes yeah. to him instantly as Rudy hey, rather I, than Sam I don't West blame him. him. When I think Sean Astin, I think of Encino Man. I did too. We were talking Encino about that the other day. That was that so movie. good. I, I also just have the biggest crush on Brendan Fraser. So, eh. you, you know what? I, I love that man. And, and Brendan Fraser did. He went on and did some good stuff that was just like, dude, he, absolutely Brendan Fraser campy. was gonna. Brendan Fraser was going to be the next Harrison Ford, and then personal life got in the way and it just destroyed him, unfortunately. But I'm, he's making a comeback. I'm happy for him. I love that man. He's. Sweetest man on earth, and he deserves the nothing. The other one he did that I thought was so good, 
was um, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Fun movie. I mean, Dudes Underground and, um, Forever comes out. It's a whole new world. A whole new mm. world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> no, man. I also love, I mean, The Mummy. Yeah, it those is are one great. of the best romps, the best, like, blockbuster. Just here's a dumb action movie. It's one of the best. Which, by the way, I found out why we really don't have blockbusters anymore, by the way. Okay. Oh, there's one. No. In the world. None. Zero. No, no more blockbusters. Down recently. So, here's the reason we no longer have blockbusters. We call them blockbusters, but they're not. Blockbusters originally uh, was they would put out a movie, let's say in May, and that movie would actually do so well and was so big that come May of the following year, it was still in the theaters. And that's why it was a blockbuster, because it would go all the way around the block and then just go just over a year. There's there's no movies that stay in the movie theater for a year now. They don't stay in the movie theater, no. it seems like, for three months, regardless yeah. of how I mean, big they are. I mean, yeah. no matter what, that's never going to happen again because of the digital age of streaming. Yeah, it, it's like, just not going to happen again. But, I mean, uh, now we just call blockbusters anything that's just massive and huge. But, yeah, I just, I just learned this just the other day that Blockbuster was named for the fact that it would go all the way around the block and spend more than a year in the movie theater. That's weird. Before they send them down to the dollar theater, for those of you who are young, you, you probably never saw a dollar theater. <laughs> I can dude. Dude, I loved the dollar theater. We used to go. That was that was the place to go. But So I thought that was really cool. Absolutely pointless again, but that's how we pontificate around here. Yeah. Whole yeah, blockbuster. Right now you know what a blockbuster is. Speaking of um, uh, people who have died after doing roles for for Kingdom Hearts two, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. First of all, uh, so I was like, immediately when you said that, I was like, Christopher Lee's pretty dope. Um, he plays um, Ansem. The actual Ansem. Uh, and I just, I know, I know a few facts about, about Christopher Lee. First of all, he, he had his own metal band. Mm-hmm. He narrated for... Wait, what instrument did he play? Did he play guitar? No, he was a singer. Vocals. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh... Uh, although I wouldn't be surprised if he could get down on the piano or the organ, that that seems I like seems, a, a Christopher. I could see him shredding. Yeah, he could. He could shred too. Well, like his image makes it look like he can shred. His version of shredding. Right. Um. Uh, so. Right. Anyway. Uh. Like House on what Laurie? He did his. Oh, Laurie can Laurie. play the pianos. Um. Oh. He also had a project in which he played the ghost of Charlemagne, who, for those of you who don't know, Charlemagne is... He's actually descendant from Charlemagne. Um, and, Chris Lee is? Uh, yeah, Christopher Lee. And, or Sir Christopher Lee. He's not married to Sarah Lee, is he? Sorry. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's Wait, actually why his lightsaber hilt is curved in... Um, 
in Star Wars because um, Charlemagne was known for his curved saber. Ooh. Well, I mean, amongst other reasons. Nice, nice little tribute. Oh, yeah. Background there. Count Dooku is a, a quite the duelist. So. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But if I remember correctly, he actually asked for it to be uh, curved like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then one last thing, uh, he also narrated an album for uh, Rhapsody of Fire, or mm. they were either that or Rhapsody at the time. I can't remember which. My favorite, but that, um, that band. Neat, my, my favorite neat fact about Christopher Lee is um, during Lord of the Rings, because he plays Saruman. Yeah. Um, the scene where uh, you know he's ultimately demised from Wormtongue, um, he told Peter Jackson, like, I got this. I know, because Peter Jackson's like, oh, and when Wormtongue stabs you to back, react like this, and Christopher Lee's like, Peter, I got this. I know exactly what it's like to be stabbed. And he <laughs> yeah. goes with the scene. Wormtongue gets stabbed, like, you know, Saruman gets stabbed to the back, and he goes... <gasps> He just loses his breath and falls over and dies. Because uh, Christopher Lee um, was, is also a veteran. That man also served World War II. He has been stabbed before. You see his best friends get stabbed. And yeah, yes. when you're stabbed, especially right in the chest or right in the back, you lose your breath. And like you can't, it's so he, painful that you can't like react to it. He had accolades oh, too, to if I'm not mistaken. Like he was, he was decorated. Oh no, he, he was um, a renaissance man. Like to to the very definition of it. Ooh. Awesome, dude. So, well, very cool. Um, With that, we're gonna move on to Mr. Stevens, uh, Sir ooh, Stevens. It's my point. turn. Yeah, my yeah. Turn. So, so for those of you listening to the podcast, uh, and those of you on stream, we send each other our main point, like just nothing else I like my main point was you know just a little short sentence and then Javier's was just a little short sentence I'm not going to say what it was Steven sent me his and Steven like sent me this really long thing and I couldn't actually figure out what the point was because <laughs> we just sent each other the main point and then we do research individually uh, so the, the problem was I didn't with. I didn't set up the point that was my problem. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Well, well, okay. So so in the conversation he starts with, the term was coined, and I'm like, what term was coined? <laughs> it was in yeah. the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> anyway, so Boy, I, so go ahead and give us your point. We'll go from there. Well, so this is kind of and um, for those watching on uh you know twitch.tv um i always kind of have like my background as you know related to my points or whatever little fun fact that we pontificate and uh in this case it's kind of a double uh thing so it's both like a fun fact as well as a misconception so for those familiar especially with the uh, rpgs and it's actually becoming more of a just a mainstream thing and just even any game it seems like uh, god of war comes to mind i wouldn't consider that an rpg but yeah. it has the elements i do uh, want to talk about you... rpg uh before you go any further let, let's well, let me backtrack because or... um what do you consider an rpg because a role-playing game yeah but but what is a role-playing game is kingdom hearts a role-playing game yes nope see well i mean you see, play... you see what i'm saying that's that's why it is an action adventure game with role-playing elements 
Well, yeah, it's not a, it's not the truest form of no, no, an RPG. So am, am I, and that's, then that's where I, I, I find like a truest form. For me, what I define as an RPG is a you create a character, and then you, your character literally develops throughout the story because you are playing you, especially when, and that's my strict definition. Like for me, it has to be like a character creator so, because so I want to be your strict definition. Fable would be. No. I wouldn't consider Fable because you're playing as a default character. Your character is always the hero. He is, he's referred to as the hero at, at all times. For me, an, an RPG in its truest form would be like something like Morland. You create a character and your narrative is your own. Yeah. Like any game that you were, you can define your narrative as special. Like, again, role playing. You are playing a role that you insert yourself into it. Any game that has pure immersion, well, anything yeah. else in my opinion is just X game with RPG elements. And this is why I wanted to ask this question before you went any further, because the idea of what is an RPG does have... And that's why I like JRPG being its own kind of genre rather than an RPG. JRPGs, you immediately think of Final Fantasy, Persona, Dragon Quest, so on and so forth. But anyway, um, New Game Plus... Which again, that back to RPGs, that is a common staple in RPGs. Uh, New Game Plus, um, and I'll actually have the definition here from Wikipedia, is an unlockable video game mode available in some video games that allows the player to start a new game after they finished it at least once, where certain features in New Game Plus not normally available in a first playthrough are added, or where certain aspects of the finished game affect the newly started game, such as keeping in the new items or experience gained in the first playthrough. Um, so that's where my fun fact comes into play is Chrono Trigger is the first game to have it coined as New Game Plus. Like, you literally beat the game in a brand new option at the very start of the game. You know, the title menu yeah. is New Game Plus. That's the first time that term has ever been used. But there are other older games that have New Game Plus elements. My favorite example being Zelda 2. I mean, like, Zelda 2 for NES, Link's, uh, Link's Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that literally, when you beat the game, you can start the brand new game over again, you know, starting the story from the fresh, but you have whatever level you beat the game at, it all carries over. That is technically new game plus, but never use the word. They always called it like second adventure. In fact, that was something that they had in the first Zelda game as well, the Adventure 2 or whatever. I believe, what was it called? It's adventure 2, something like that. Second adventure. Regardless. But yeah. yeah. So that's my point. Yeah. The good old new game plus that everyone falls in love with because they can play their favorite game again, but broken. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to fight the first boss again of an RPG, but you are 90 levels above them and you swipe into them one hit? It's always satisfying. So. So, why'd you ask that question? What are you leading up to? Well, I mean, not that I'm leading up to anything, but I did find the best RPGs you can and should play right now. And um, I have based t- on the- I have 10 of them. And uh, th- this will be part of our broken feud, uh, we'll call it, because <laughs> it's yeah, really... It goes back to RPGs, yeah. Yeah, it's always broken. Listen, the, the, these feud games that we play are always broken. They're messed up feuds. Um, you get one point if you guess number one because it should be the easiest. You get ten points if you guess number ten because it should be the hardest one to guess. Um, I believe at this moment in time, 
have yours up two to one, right? Correct. In the score. So He's we're going to let Steven start this one off. Now, again, <clears throat> I found this on the Google. The Google never lies. Um, so these are obviously right. But the question is, where'd you find it? On the Google. <laughs> <laughs> Dumpster. <laughs> but what site? Who put it together? Uh, yes. Um, and what they said was the best RPGs you can and should play right now. Now, with the Google being the Google, the one that and picked them. See, if you think about it, Madden's an RPG. What would you say is <laughs> an ARPG American role playing game? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of these. I'm just going to let you guess. <laughs> Go for it. What is your right. first oh, guess, I'm, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the easy answer of Skyrim. It's a debatable best of the RPG. Skyrim is number five. Elder Scrolls mm -hmm. five. Skyrim is number five. So you mm -hmm. start off with five points. Good job. All right. Let's go. What else you got? Um, Final Fantasy seven Because that's everyone's favorite for some reason. Ooh, you were so not there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I figured that'd be a kind of a stretch, but like, just in case, ace in the hole kind of thing. That's okay. Do. So you started with yeah. five points. What do you got, Javier? I have the power of God in anime on my side. I love that meme. Um, that was rent free for like a month in my head. <laughs> so you said, you said Skyrim. There was something that was triggered by Skyrim. Uh, I was triggered. Elder Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I it hurt me when I say Skyrim because oh. I think Skyrim is like one of the worst Elder Scrolls games. Uh, I don't know, Dark Souls three. No Dark Souls. Didn't think so. All right. What'd you get, Steven? See now, because I kind of want to say a certain answer, but it's that kind of trick answer because there's 15 entries of them so like which one do i say oh, or do oh. i just say the yep, base yep. word you gotta be specific there are definitely okay i, I will I, yeah you gotta be specific i'll just say that. no no that day hey that clears it up thank you i like that um <laughs> i'm gonna say awkward of time because i know a lot of people call zelda an rpg even though it's not true but i know this is like that eighth page of google results no sir all right, cool. I'm glad. I'm that gets it out of the way for me. <laughs> he's, he's glad. <laughs> All right, Javier, what'd you no, get? No, because that narrows down what together? this list is. Huh? When was this? This is recent. This is 2022. Okay. Got However, it. a lot of these are old. Okay. There is one that I have no idea what it is. So you get that so one. It's not, it's not, I should give so you. So it's a, not a list. Yeah, it's not a list about recent games, even though I said. No, no, it says RPGs you can and should play. Can can and should. So RPGs of all times, basically. But was it put together February or January? 2022. I don't remember, to be honest with you. I just remember the 2022 part. Uh, woo. Dragon Quest X. Damn. No. That's the uh, MMO one, I think. I don't think ten's the MMO, is it? You're thinking 11. Oh. Come on, guys. On that note, no. <laughs> you gotta, you got to think a lot simpler than this. Uh, Persona 5. No, sir. Oh, wow. Come on, Javier. This is a bad... You this need is to just keep a bad this alive. List, oh, yeah, yeah. You guys are going to be like... Persona 5 is a great game. 
I will tell you that was in the top 20, but just wasn't in the top 10. Wow. Okay, this is a very but Skyrim is number five. Yeah, yeah, Skyrim's number five. Fallout four. I Fallout. Fallout four is. I'm gonna be very upset if Fallout four is in the top ten. That's <sighs> not a good Fallout game. New Vegas. Uh, I was gonna say New Vegas. I was gonna guess New Vegas. No. No. <laughs> Because New Vegas is the, as far as like the RPG mechanics of like the, you know, the modern Fallout games, New Vegas is the best. Yeah, that it's was so number good. three. So good. Where your actions actually matter. All right, Steven, what'd you get? People. What'd you get, Steven? Well, you, you, took, you took my answer, Angel. It was only anyway. worth three points. Mm. Uh -uh. I know, I know. Well, um, if, if we give you those three, you got eight points. No, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> trying to think here this is because it's obviously a i don't want to say a bad list but definitely a goofy list you got this i guess you just only think about bethesda games um hmm. <laughs> just because i was playing them almost that doesn't need to last that long go 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 that earthbound <laughs> no that's fine all right javier give me something <sighs> minecraft no, alright, you each one of you gets one more. And that's it. You know what? I'm gonna give you um, two each. Alright. Ob Oblivion. Oblivion is number seven. Alright. So you got Morrowind. Twelve. <laughs> you said you said Morrowind? Morrowind. Morrowind. No, it's not on there. Have you? Okay, just in case. Just in case. I don't know, he's already won. You get I, two. I, I, you literally, get two guesses. I I literally can't guess anything right now oh i'm so surprised mm, you shouldn't be come on give me two nah no 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 no, no. <laughs> i'm up two one i uh, have another answer for you what'd you got fallout three no okay just in case number you want me to go from 10 down or one to ten yeah let's do 10 down but we'll type up towards number number one. 10 Disco? Disco Elysium. Yes, yeah, that's sir. A good game. Number that's 10. That's a good game. All right, so so we're going to go uh, yes, no, sort of, okay? Just okay. just from Steven. Like, like, for does, approval? Does, does, does Sir Steven consider it an RPG? Does Sir oh, Steven okay. not consider it an RPG? Or does Sir Steven consider it sort of an RPG? You ready? So, so mm -hmm. the number 10... Yes, no, maybe, sort of. Yeah, I yeah. get an RPG. All right, number nine, Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne was on the list, but not yeah. Dark Souls. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Bloodborne is the magnum opus of From Software, so absolutely, in my opinion. Like, even if I even so, I'm biased, yes. But even if I was unbiased, Bloodborne is still their best, honestly. So yeah, yes, no, no or sort of everything, right? Bloodborne wasn't oh, as popular, at least in my circles. Well, because like, it, it was, was good, Sony but exclusive. it was a Sony. It was a Sony exclusive. That's why. Yeah. You literally have half the community divided because half the community can't play it. So it's a yes for you. Yeah, it's an absolute yes. Bloodborne is an RPG. All right. It's action focused, but it has it's an RPG. You are playing the role of a hunter. Number eight, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes, no, sort of. Yeah, sort of. All right. I put sort of. 
Seven was Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Six, Javier. Star Wars, Night of the Old Republic. I'm actually a little upset with myself. I didn't even mention Knights of the Republic. That is... I forgot. Knights of the Republic, in my opinion, is the best Star Wars game ever made. I forgot that I they mean, were bringing it back. Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. so. remake, yeah. That's... And the Switch port is also phenomenal. Really? Um, yep, yep. 15 bucks, man. It is a, it's a good port. How yeah, much? Those developers actually care. 15 bucks. Really? Knights of the Republic on Switch. And it's a good port, yeah. I'm enjoying it. They actually just recently, because the people playing it, they've beaten the game several times. So the developers actually added a uh, dev mode, so you can actually just turn on cheats and enter any item you want. So you can just play around with god mode if you just want to go blast through the amazing story that it is. So, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Sick. Yeah. That sounds yep. like yep. something so they I added do. Quality of life stuff. Yeah, I really recommend downloading it, even if it, you beat it recently. Play it again. Like, play around with the cheats. So. Especially for 15 bucks. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. So is that a yes, mm-hmm. no, or sort of for you? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. right. it's an RPG. That, that, that is a traditional RPG. You, there are dice rolls involved. That is a Dungeons & Dragons game. Uh, we got number that five was... That was actually cared. <laughs> <laughs> number five was Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Number four so, was... What's that one? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I would not call that an RPG. So that's a No. No. Breath of the Wild is not an RPG. Fallout New Vegas, yes, no, sort of. Yeah, that's an RPG. All right, that's number three. Number well, my favorite two. Comparison, my, my favorite comparison that Adam Sessler made way back in the day when X-Play was a thing, when Rage and Fallout 3 came out the exact same time and people kept confusing the two, the best way to put it, Fallout is an RPG that just happens to have guns. That is Fallout. So, because people always assume that there's guns involved, it's got to be a first-person shooter. Yeah. Number two, Mass Effect 2. Yeah, um, because, I mean, if if we take Mass Effect 3 out of context entirely, yeah, I would call it an RPG. Because another thing that I like to define RPGs is that, like, decisions you make actually have some sort of outcome, you know? Because, again, you're playing a role, choices and consequences. That's why also Witcher, super good. But, um, yeah, no, I consider Mass Effect 2 because you actually had choices and consequences. You actually had relationships that you can actually destroy. And people die. Yeah. So. I'm going to be controversial for a second. Do it. I want I am more likely to get into One Piece than I am to ever get into Mass Effect. That's okay, because One Piece is amazing. But the thing is, Mass um, One Piece is amazing, but it's, it's daunting and long. That's the only reason I haven't done it yet. Mass I, Effect... I, 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 isn't as long but i started it and it bored me to tears you know it's it's like it's also kind of like trying to convince someone to watch game of thrones right now that hasn't seen it when they know that like it ends in what it ends it's hard to kind of get into it when you know that the series does kind of see that's not an issue for me i mean i i i don't even know how it ends and i'm still just like it, it everything that i've heard it just doesn't it doesn't interest me if you ever pick up the legendary editions of the games, and because you said you you probably picked up Mass Effect One, I'm assuming, right? Uh, yeah, I started Mass Effect One. Yeah, um, if you pick up the legendary edition, they actually added Mass Effect Two gameplay to Mass Effect One because Mass Effect Two gameplay is that's why Mass Effect Two gets like all the combinations of the series. It was 
mm, magnum opus that that's fair because the and first they put one that combat like the gameplay the combat they put it in the first one because the first one that's they didn't know what they were doing it was, honestly it was, it when, it, when it came to the gameplay when it came to the gameplay they didn't know what they were they didn't know how to implement it because they were still kind of stuck on traditional rpgs i mean after all before that was i think dragon did dragon age Origins come out before mass effect or was that after mass effect mm, that was after Re- regard- mass effect i'm pretty sure regardless i think the last thing they worked on was what jade empire or knight of the republic so yeah it's different combat but yeah once mass effect 2 it became more of a third over the you know like over the top third person shooter with the rpg elements and it actually had really good fluid combat so if you pick up legendary edition give it another try i recommend it fair yeah because it solves that problem of like the poopy gameplay terrible <laughs> like like i just yeah. remember sitting there and being like you know if if well, the, the story was like okay good. but right the gameplay was good days. i'd be like mm-hmm. it's yeah. at least no, fun. no the gameplay i'm the gameplay is good i'm replaying mass effect one and i was not looking forward to replay mass effect one and then legendary edition came out oh it's mass effect 2 gameplay okay sign me up and yeah it kept me engaged okay mm-hmm. so now what about one Number one, Number which one. by the way, on a random side note here, if you do start one piece, you know you'll be able to finish it, so you, you you'll have plenty of time. I know I'll be able. Oh to... yeah, yeah yeah. Our family lasts forever. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, my my grandfather passed away when he was one hundred and four, so you know he's got time. <laughs> there you go. If if he follows everything, he he passed away. He was one hundred and four. My grandma. I think she was the youngest because she had diabetes and she just refused to accept the fact that she had it. So she ate everything she wasn't supposed to. So she passed away somewhere in her 90s. But her sister passed away at 102. And the other one was like 101. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're all cracking the hundreds here in, in this I'm family. I'm the opposite. I think I have like another good 10 years on me. <laughs> Steve's like... <laughs> You ready for number one? <laughs> I don't think I am um, ready for number one. Number one is The Witcher Three. Oh, okay. I, okay, yeah. I mean, it's I don't. Uh, man, it really is good. <laughs> I always yeah. recommend because it, it is pretty daunting to look. I mean, again, looking at One Piece, that's like a huge franchise that you had to jump into. But my way, the way I always try to tell people or convince people to play Witcher in any capacity. Witcher 3, it's only 20 bucks, I think, consistently for the complete edition that has yeah. all the DLCs. 20 bucks, play Hearts of Stone, the first expansion that they did. It's its own self-contained story that has almost nothing to do with the main story. It's just Geralt getting involved with a deal with the devil. And it is some of the best writing I have seen since Planescape Torment from 2000, you know, 22 years ago. I haven't seen this better writing it's so good it will keep you hooked it will make you laugh it will make you cry it is really phenomenal with unforgettable characters and unforgettable moments well, play that everyone listening everyone watching play hearts of stone it is amazing so play it. let me ask you this i have not played any of it right however i've watched the witcher series on mm-hmm. netflix have mm-hmm. you seen that how, yes, how, how are the two connected two yesterday uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, the first season was like, okay, okay, they're getting to the groundworks because the the Netflix Netflix series is more based off the books. Okay. 
and the games are based off the books, but they both kind of take their own small minor twist. The creator, mind you, is all for the games. He's actually pro games. I mean, he's actually very pro money, so he doesn't matter what the franchise turns into, but <laughs> yeah. he proves he proves it regardless. Right. CD Pro CD Projekt Red, they they took a lot of like the books or the Bible to making this game. Like we have to use the source material as much as we can and honor and respect it. Minor changes that fit more in narrative of a game, of course. Yeah. But they did a great job, nonetheless. Season two of The Witcher kind of just said, you know, we're going to do whatever we want. Like, let's completely rewrite characters for kind of no reason. Like, um, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not going to try to spoil anything. Right, right. So minor contextual contextual spoilers in three, two, one. The, season two turns a, a beloved character from the books in the games, and they make him a jerk in season two, and he ultimately gets killed off when he does not get killed off or any way in the in the books or the games. He's one of Geralt's best friends. He's a cool dude. Everyone loves him. He's uglier than Sin, but everyone loves him. Yeah. And the Netflix series, like, oh, he's an expendable character. Let's make him a small-time villain of the week thing. Makes no sense. when, But, like, during that same moment, there's, like, random witchers that have no names. They're just background characters for background noise. Use one of them. Kill them off. You know, they're a random person. You don't need to ca- kill off a, like, well-established character that right, has right, a yeah. lot of lore. So, like, a lot of goofy stuff like that. A lot of things like, why is this person here when it should be this person? Why is this character involved? He's not supposed to be in these events. A lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Is it fun to watch? Yeah. Is it pretty colors and great visuals? Of course. Is Henry Cavill given 110% because he loves Geralt? He loves The Witcher? Absolutely. Is it, again, he's still a fun phenomenal to watch. Actor. Not watch hey, it. He's a better Witcher than he was yeah. in Superman. I'm just saying. No, absolutely. Well, that's no, just I, because Cavill... the writing is better for The Witcher than any DC movie. It all Superman. Is. I don't understand what I think it's Shazam. Because it has to be an origin story. Why they can't story get a done. Superman right? I think Shazam yeah. was the only DC movie that I actually enjoyed watching. Like it wasn't a great movie, but it was fun. It was entertaining. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen any of the modern DC movies. Shazam but... was entertaining. I think you'd appreciate it. I mean, it looked entertaining. Yeah, like, finally, they're not trying good. to go for dark and brooding. Right. So, but, yeah. Speaking uh, of dark and brooding. Check out the show, but the games are... The, the games new are Batman? Better, the new Batman movie. I'm excited. I kind of like it. I'm cautiously I, I love, I love detect. I love Detective Batman. I, I like Dick, Batman solving crimes, not being oh, yeah. people, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And this, considering the Riddler is the main villain in this one, Catwoman is doing shenanigans. I'm all for it. It's just Batman just kind of maintaining the peace by solving solving puzzles, not beating the crap out of Bane, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he is the detective. Right. So That's what I'm excited for. And that's kind of what I thought was going to be with Ben Affleck, but, you know, Zack Snyder has the mind of a 13-year-old, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and with that, we're moving on to Javier's point the last point of the day okay so i gotta i gotta i gotta get the name up again Ooh. so animal crossing um i i was kind of like i don't know a whole lot about animal crossing outside of like the actual content from the games like i don't know uh what the the motivation for making it was i don't know who asked for this kind of game um but the person who um spearheaded animal crossing was katsuya iguchi and um 
they worked for Nintendo, and they did level designs for Super Mario Bros. 3. He was the director for Star Fox, and um, he even did design for um, uh, Yoshi's Story. However, uh, when he was 21, he moved to Nintendo HQ, and whenever you move to a new place, uh, it's a common, like, theme, and they use it a lot in movies, uh, but you kind of feel, like, uh, just out of your element. I mean, it's a whole new, um... A whole new world. Essentially, a whole new world. Um, We're and back. Katsuya Iguchi, he wanted to capture the the feeling of being set into a whole different um, area and having to build your way up, having to furnish your own house, having to make your own money. Having to building relationships. build relationships with people, and I I actually went back to play the original Animal Crossing um, not long ago. First of all, it is terribly arduous, um, but it really does give you the feeling of being uh, being alone in an unfamiliar setting. And another thing too that the game does really well is the satisfaction of milestones yeah you know like achieving the small little mile like those short you know stretch goals and like that satisfaction of completing that yeah it, it's a good dopamine rush they, that game really knows how to do that and i think one of the things that the later uh, so obviously uh, that's that's just how the series started uh and right. no matter how true you want to state of that there's going to be changes the further the the series gets so in New Horizons, the most recent installment in the Animal Crossing series, you start an island, and you have Tom Nook, of course, and you have two villagers. And then you kind of build houses, and you get more villagers as you go. And, like, in, I think in New Leaf also, um, you get more villagers moving in. Uh, you don't have to build the houses, if I'm not mistaken. But... It's a slow progression of you're building a town. In the no, first you're, you're, one... The idea is you're, you're building a, a town so that more people can come because, like, oh, look at this beautiful town. They want to live here. Yeah. The first one, you're kind of the town's a town. established. There's already everybody there. People already know each other. So it's, it's a completely stranger. different feeling. In the newer ones, you don't feel, like, as much of a stranger because, like, you're, you're growing with the town. So... Right everybody is new but you're not bombarded with a whole cast of characters that already know each other and that um they're actually they're pretty rude in the first animal crossing <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like yeah, you're the stranger so they yeah. say some mean stuff in there and tom nook he is not afraid to let you know that he's taking advantage of you like no, he's a crook tom crook is his name He's he's an absolute crook, and you lose that in the in the newer newer games. I I think one of the things I found that I thought was kind of humorous was uh, talk about characters changing. Uh, Mister Rossetti, I think it was, was oh, his yeah. name. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> originally, Mister Rossetti 
would get on your case if you forgot to save. Right. And he'd get more aggressive the more you forgot to save, to the point where if you kept forgetting, he would actually come out and yell at you. And I guess they got letters and they got complaints that they were kids crying because Mr. Rossetti was yelling at them. It's... So so they had to tone no, Mr. Rossetti down a bit. <laughs> you have to be cautious, man. Because they're like, oh, we didn't mean to make the kids cry, but I guess I guess it was a thing. Yeah, they got they were getting, you know, correspondence and, and people letting them know that their kids were crying because Mr. Rossetti was yelling at them. Um, I think there was also um like We just saw a flying cat on yeah, Steven's uh on Steven's screen. For those of you in the podcast, sorry. Um, <laughs> we're at GOTE.TV live and, and we literally just saw a flying cat. Um, he, flying he's got, well, he has a green screen for those of you, again, mm-hmm. listening to the podcast. Um, and obviously his cat is not green and he just seemed to float across the screen there yeah. for a second i was i you was like, wondering what in the world is that thing coming out of steven's head i don't head? like her on my desk while i look her up and i put her on the chair that is set up for her next to me anyway sorry go ahead now, now that no, we found out but the mystery of the flying cat here in the in the newer games um he actually laments that like he no because auto saving's a thing that no one like no one really saves their game anymore and i'm looking at the line right here if no one ever resets again i ain't gonna have a job and that's no good for resetty (laughs) (laughs) it's just him glaring at the player character it's pretty funny oh that's he's like he's like the nintendo's they took my job That's yeah. so good. I, you know what? I, I did read what you were saying. He was 21 when he moved. Yeah. And he had already done some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. so this guy started young. That, I mean, that, I thought that when was pretty you, cool, too, passion, so I was looking man. at it. Was that? When you have passion, man, you can go places. Yeah, he started really young because, uh, like I said, he moved to headquarters at 21. I think that's definitely one of the things that, um, that Japan has right. They are career or college like you don't have to go to college in order to get a career you can you can go and just do your own thing Uh, i mean there are certain things that you have to go to college for but right uh and i from what i've from what i've gathered it's not even really looked down on because people are like yeah there needs to be people for well, every single job so right right to my understanding that the the cultural mindset of japan is contributing to the country yeah and so like no matter what job it is if it's contributing to the country it's a it's a good job to have right so that's why you can't move there like you like to, if you want to move to japan you have to have a degree you have to already have a job established here and have to have a place to live they don't want people just randomly coming over like they, they're very strict like moving their laws so like if you're not going to provide to the country you cannot live here yeah but I thought that was really cool. Like I said, 21 and moving over. And um, I did find Mr. Rossetti being <laughs> very humorous. Um, you know, it, it, it made me think about, you know, what, what are other characters that just made people cry? I don't know. I can't think of any, you know. <laughs> but I thought that Sephiroth. was pretty Sephiroth. 
Sephiroth. Oh. Sephiroth in the Kingdom Hearts series. He made you cry? No. I've, no video game has ever made me cry. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that. I, I, I cried to a game once. It was a really sad ending, so... Uh -oh. Fight me on that. Crisis, crisis Core, man. That shit was tragic. That was that stuff was really tragic, man. Made me cry at the very end. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's no shame in crying to a story. It's just never happened to me. It's... It was it was it was just the direction of it all. Like the the, the way that the CG cutscene just kind of played out with the music. It was just it was well done to make anyone cry. A masterpiece. Yeah. That's ironic because music is probably the one thing that'll make me cry, in the strangest oh, yeah, way. No, music... Dude, music, music, music just moves me. Cry. And yeah. it can be yeah, like music. a really good song. It's just like, ah. Which, by the way, I know most of you aren't going to do this, but if you have to drive from downtown St. Pete to Palm Harbor, you can listen to the entire My Chemical Romance, the Black Parade album, from beginning to end. It'll take you straight through. That was a good ride. You'll be, you'll be, no, because we did rewind and do other stuff. No. So yeah, you can listen to the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. The only reason we put we we ended up playing uh, the death of a bachelor. Fifty two minutes to get there. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Well, because <laughs> because we were at USF St. Pete, which is all the way into that back corner of St. Pete over there, uh, and then all the way to Palm Harbor. Yeah, it took us. We even yeah. had time to, to do... Well, we stopped to get food. That's the only reason we had time for an extra song. Because we did do the Death of a Bachelor Panic at the Disco. Mm. After we picked up the food. Brandon Urie's just a good writer. Yeah. And a good singer. Dude, my chemdo... Again, this has nothing to do with music. I mean, with gaming, but... Their music is so well written. The whole world... I really the... enjoyed it. That I, album I, I, I sent out a tweet uh, yesterday. The musical changes are And so I good. said that well, the Welcome to the Black Parade album is the perfect... Like, it's, it's one of the best examples of the perfect mixture of musical simplicity and complexity. Mm. It's, it's just... It's, it's, a good, it's a good mixture to where it's simple enough for everybody to be able to appreciate it but it's complex enough for it to not just be boring okay so let me ask look, look, because, look at look at you divine uh, defining prog so right so, so let me let me take that because it really made me think about this now what would be that video game that you would say this is a video game that is really really good for people who are just getting into things and also for people who have been gaming for a long time you know something that's easy to pick up for anybody who's just trying to kind of get their feet wet and play some games but also good enough to not bore the gamer who's been playing for for a long time what what would be that game for you for me i mean depends i mean it... A more adult friends Resident Evil 4 it's just so easy like you don't have to play any of the other Resident Evil games it, the, the pacing is beautiful the length is not too long it's the, because of the game's dynamic difficulty where, by that I mean Resident Evil and, and Silent Hill 2 and 3 also had this thing it, Left 4 Dead they call it like director like there's an eight, there's like a thing hidden behind the game 
that is constantly observing how you play and will adjust the difficulty based on that. So in Resident Evil 4 specifically, because that's where like it's mastered in my opinion, like if you're just blowing through, going crazy, have, like just beating the crap out of the game, the game gets a little harder actually. You'll get less resources, the enemy's AI is a bit more aggressive, the game gets actually harder the better you do. It's kind of The sick. worse you do, yeah, no, the worse you do, you'll get more health, you'll get more ammo, the AI reduces its aggro, like it, it's so good. That's why almost every speedrun for Resident Evil 4, they always play in professional mode, the hardest difficulty, because the AI is ramped to the max, so it's more predictable, actually. So it's actually easier to speedrun on professional than it is normal, because of dynamic. Well, fun fact there, too. Huh. So I always say Resident Evil 4, because that's just so... Because even if you suck at games, the game's going to kind of help you keep going. You know, you can get stuck, and the game will still have a way to for you to pull through. You know? That's, and that's... it's got... It's camp. It's campy too. It's like literally playing like you know those old movies, like those blockbuster movies, Mission Impossible, The Mummy. It's just it's fun and campy yeah. and it keeps you engaged. So I, I always say Resident Evil Four. I remember when I first started playing the Halo story modes and everything, mm -hmm. and I don't know if they still have it now or maybe I just don't need it anymore. But back in the days, I would get lost as to whether I was supposed to be going in one direction or the other direction, you know, in the story mode. And my buddy, Alan, and I, we would wait for what we call the dummy arrow. Uh, because eventually the game would get tired of waiting for you, and yeah, it'd, like, give you this you, yeah. little arrow. It's like, it's over hey, here! Um, <laughs> another game that does that, actually, um, Uncharted. They do a good job about that, about that too. They do, like, a solid, like, the if you're, like, in a puzzle room, like, where to go progress further, you have to solve some sort of puzzle... Um, if you take too long, the game will just eventually like literally turn the camera towards where you need to look at, <laughs> kind of thing. And I, I, I actually kind of appreciate that though, because there are people that will actually probably just stop playing the game altogether. Yeah, yeah. They just get too frustrated because they can't solve something. So that's, I think, like yeah, that can be handholdy for you know, which is controversial in its own way. But I think that's also a good thing to keep people engaged and actually finish the game. You know, that's funny. I'd I'd like it yeah. if that was an option, like. I like it as oh, a, yeah, no. as a concept. And that's my thing too. Like, yeah, that, that's my biggest thing too. And I forgot. I think Psychonauts two did that recently, where and people were crying foul because they added God mode as an option in the options, mm -hmm. and people were actually crying foul when. And then the developers literally just said, "Then just keep it off." What's the problem? You know, right? Kind of <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and if you asked me, like, ten years ago, yeah, I was pro. I play every game on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, that's the real way to play games now as an adult. I'm like, man, yeah, I sometimes I'm too tired to try to beat a game for, like, three hours when it can take me ten minutes. I put it on a little bit easier, you know? Yeah. Like, Do you have a specific game, you game Javier? Hat in Time, 100%. Ooh. A Hat yeah. in Time is one of my favorite games of all time. It's... Yeah. A fantastic. Uh, and for my aunt in Puerto Rico, what is what is a hat in time? A hat in time. Um, it's a spiritual successor to the 3D Mario games like, uh, like Super Mario 64, 64 yeah. um, Super Mario Sunshine. Mm -hmm. uh, you have different hats. So you play as a little girl who is traveling through space and time, and your ship gets attacked. And you lose all of your time pieces, which allow you to go through time. So, in order to get home, you have to go around and collect these time pieces. And you get, you meet different people, you get different hats. Each hat has a different um, uh, ability that it gives you. Uh, 
there's customization, there's story, there's platforming. It's it's just all around a great game. I, I think mine, before we close, is probably Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah. Only because, for me, I'm a story mm. mode. You know, I like it to just be easy, and I just, you know, get things, get it done. I want to see the storyline. Oh. Uh, however, David loves putting that sucker on the hardest level possible so he can get Critical the specific mode, baby, well and, yeah. and, and there's specific you know uh keyblades that you cannot get unless mm. you really go after the game yeah. you know um so it was i think that's a cool game you know for people who who are just i just want to play it, oh. something easy to get storyline and other people who want to really grind it too I'm actually going to backtrack a little bit um, when you were talking about Witcher 3. Um, Witcher 3 does that too, actually. So when I was recommending Hearts of Stone expansion, mm -hmm. when you start that game, it allows you to start that at level 40 with appropriate equipment at that point too. So you can literally jump into it already powerful. And it has like five degrees of difficulty. The like the, the easiest one, call it just here for the story. Where yeah. the combat really is just trivial. You'll just steamroll through any encounter. You're there for the story. Oh no, guys. Oh no. I have bad news. We're going to have to cut the stream and the podcast because uh, I just got a phone call and the message apparently says that it's Mark and uh, it's an important message that my automobile service contract seems to be running out of time. Uh, so if I don't if I don't take care of this, it's gonna expire shortly. So what uh, you're saying <laughs> is that they're trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Like uh, like, ac they're actually trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah, yeah. I got I got I got to make sure I get on that because uh, you know it's gonna I don't know it's gonna expire uh, or something bad. Your automobile service contract <laughs> is about to expire. I think they, they, they're trying to come up with something new. <laughs> it's probably for the Honda Pilot that we no longer have anymore, you know? Probably. I, I actually got a, uh, a text message the other day that said, Are you interested in selling your place? And then I text them back, are you interested in the entire apartment complex or just my unit? And all they said was no. And that was... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say anything else after that. All right, guys. And with that, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us here at Pontification Station. Go back, check out the other episodes. Uh, or go into the future and check out the ones that we haven't done yet if you have that capability. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. This is Angel, Javier, and Steven making a difference. We're out of here. See ya. See ya.